This is from an article that I wrote on Substack on my website called Don't Meet Your Heroes. Do dreams have meaning? I never thought about it as a kid, but as I aged, I learned more of the subconscious and how our thoughts are projections of our feelings. Carl Jung believed our dreams are a window into our deepest thoughts. Now before I go any further, I was criticized for that, mentioning that Carl Jung believed our dreams uh, are a window into our deepest thoughts. and. Uh, the person mentioned that that's incorrect and that's not Jungian psychology, so I, I, I thought that was an incorrect critique, so I did a little bit of searching and I actually found the quote uh, that I was referring to. And Jung says, The dream arises from a part of the mind unknown to us, but nonetheless important and is concerned with the desires of the, for the approaching day. That was from The Psychology of the Unconscious, I believe page 9. So Jung did see value in dreaming, and, and even if it wasn't a literal representation of our fears or desires, it certainly played a part in representing something that had much deeper meaning to us that we weren't necessarily acknowledging on the forefront when we were conscious. And I, I do believe that dreams are a way for our mind to figure out the inner workings of our desires or goals or fears or motivations that we ourselves are too afraid to confront while in our waking state. Anyways, to get back to the episode. Last night, I had a dream. I was waiting in line to meet one of my heroes. Where I was or why I was there, or why there was even a line was beyond me. But when you're in the dreamland, everything makes sense. We don't question anything. That's, that's what's fascinating about dreams is, in, you know, the logic that we apply to waking life uh, completely goes out the window with dreams and everything is justified. You don't question anything. At least I've never questioned anything that I normally would if I knew. And because dreams feel so really feel like a waking state. You don't. You're not aware. Or at least I'm not aware that I'm in a dream at, at the moment that I'm in one. It just that's my existence at the time. And I guess it's the same thing with a, with a psychedelic uh, trip when you're under psychedelics. Like reality is what you see. And people say that it's just a trip. But what you, you learn to recognize is that reality is whatever you perceive. And even if that's not the true nature of reality, what your perception is is truly your reality at the time, and there's no changing that. And I, I think that's just fascinating and something to recognize when interpreting dreams or understanding dreams that there's maybe more to it than just your subconscious going haywire when you're trying to rest. That's that's sort of what I was trying to get with. And I, I mean, I'm far from an expert, but from what I've read of Jung and Freud and just learned about dreams and how dreams sort of scratch the subconscious, trying to reveal uh, some of our deepest thoughts. There's maybe something more to it than just uh, dismissing it immediately because we don't understand something. Anyways, back to the podcast. So I was in a dream, and I was meeting one of my heroes. There was a line. I didn't really know why there was a line, what the line was for. Uh, looking back, it makes sense that if I was meeting one of my heroes, it was probably a line for this individual to sign books. As I got closer to the end of the line, I realized that I had nothing in my hands for this individual to sign. I was so excited just to see them that I didn't, I wasn't prepared. I quickly grabbed a book uh, in hopes that they would sign that book off the shelf that just so happened to be right next to me, Dream Logic. As I was walking up to the desk, I was playing the scenario in my head a million times. What would I say to this person? Should I tell them how impactful they were in my life? how they influenced me to want to share stories of my own. I gave them the book to sign, and I realized the book was falling apart. So in a panic, I grabbed another book and replaced it, 
with, with a book that was in much better shape. My hero was annoyed by this and grunted under his breath something about, God forbid we make a funny moment. I guess because in my dream, this person signs so many books as is so often that when something a little obscure, like me handling a tattered and beaten book, it could have made for a funny moment compared to all the pristine books people buy that day to have signed. So I guess he was a little bit frustrated, rightfully so. I mean, you know, a little bit of spontaneity when your life is spending six hours every day signing books isn't a bad thing. They were angry resentful in my dream, and I felt crushed at the time. And I feel it's important to recognize the emotions you feel in dreams, because that, that I feel may be a representation of what, what it's trying to tell you. Uh, this person had such an impact on my life that I couldn't cope knowing my one experience face-to-face -face with this individual was an annoyance to them. In my panic of trying to make the moment perfect, I not only missed most of the moment, whatever little I captured was soured. When I awoke from this dream, the first thing I needed to write down was, by the time you make the moment perfect, you've lost the moment altogether. And that was the message of the dream. The time I spent trying to perfect the moment scorched the earth or the memory to forever leave a scar in my mind. I have family members who believe dreams have deeper meaning, messages from other worlds to warn us of dangers that lie ahead. While I'll never know if that's true, there's no denying when we dream, there's a message to be learned. Like a phone that rings incessantly, it waits hoping to deliver us a message. So when the phone rings, will you pick it up? Thank you for listening. I wanted to end this podcast with asking you guys to rate it. If you don't mind, that would mean a tremendous amount. People have already been very kind to rate it, and it's, it's helped more people discover it, which is really cool because it's a labor of love, and I think... Uh, I've actually met a few people that have now been on the show because they've listened to it first. And that's that's a cool thing, that we can meet interesting people if they're able to find this and they're interested to come on and share whatever stories they have to share. So, I mean, that's that's mainly the purpose of this. So if you would share with your friends or, or rate it as you feel appropriate, that would mean a lot. But uh, one last question I wanted to leave with you guys, and I'll actually leave this as a Spotify thing you can answer. If you go to Spotify, I believe there's an option where you can submit answers and it'd be really cool for other people to read. And that's... Everyone has one dream that they remember. I have many from a child, a childhood that I remember, and I would be curious to know what's a dream that you've never forgotten. Because it's fascinating to know how, where people's minds go, especially as children. I find they're really uh, almost psychedelic in nature, dreams. And as you become older, they sort of become a little bit more realistic, at least for me. But uh, when you're a kid, your imagination is so wild that your dreams are completely off the wall and often representative of things you could barely understand at the time. I want to thank you guys again for watching. Until next time, Lauren Bronstein out.